up, everybody? Welcome back to the Behind the Birds podcast. No Nader today, but we got me, Philly Eagles updates, Jay, Eagles underscore empire, Max, Eagles intel. Um, read through the coaching staffs. Uh, you know, we already talked about Nick Sirianni, the new head coach, but we'll get into some of his staff. There's some, there's some staff hirings that vacancies that haven't been filled yet, but there's some that have been filled since the last time we've made a podcast, but the offensive coordinator, Shane Stechen, Stane Stecken, quarterback's coach is also Iken. vacant right now. Uh, pass game coordinator, Kevin Batulo, uh, worked with uh, worked with Sirianni, right, with Indianapolis? Was it yes. Alex? He was, no, Indianapolis. He was the passing game specialist. Passing game specialist. Offensive line coach. Um, actually, a bit, of a bit of a shocker, you could say, but Jeff Stoutland is staying in Philadelphia as of right now. I wouldn't say it's a shocker, but yeah. But, but you know, people. Was, we thought he was gone. He yeah. was very. People he thought was he was going to Alabama. He was very interested in Alabama. Yeah, uh, the running back coach Deuce Staley is no longer with the Eagles organization. He is. He got hired by Dan Campbell in Detroit, and that staff. He's now the running backs coach for Detroit. Tight ends coach is, is still vacant. Defensive coordinator. Uh, we've hired Jonathan Gannon. The defensive backs coach for the Colts last year. He was a hot commodity on the coaching market also. The teams wanted him as the defensive coordinator, so that's a good guy for the Eagles. Yep. Uh, defensive line coach Tracy Rocker from Auburn. So that's a, that, that's a decent hire. He had a – real quick, Tracy Rocker had a crazy last month. He was hired to be the USC defensive line coach. And then a few weeks after, he's hired – when Auburn hired a new staff, maybe it's like a week after, he's hired to be the Auburn defensive line coach. And now he's the Eagles defensive line coach. He's had been on three teams in this past month. Yeah. And just crazy. Real quick before we get into Jay's opinions, because Jay wasn't in, uh, on the last pod when we talked about the new hiring of Nick Sirianni. Uh, two other coaches that aren't returning to the Eagles coaching staff are Dave Fitt, the special teams coordinator, and the linebackers coach, Chen Flajol. So those are, those are interesting. So there's a lot of vacancies that haven't been filled out yet for the Eagles, but those should be filled out sometime this week, maybe next week. And it'll be interesting to see how Nick Sirianni and the front office fills that out. Like I said before, Jay was not here last podcast. And we talked a little bit about Nick Sirianni, myself, Max and Nader already talked about it. So I'm going to let Jay take the floor real quick and give his thoughts about the new hiring of the new Eagles head coach and the new era Eagles football. All right. So Nick Sirianni, I know Nader complained about the process all last time. So I mean, yeah, no, it was a terrible process. No Good hire, terrible process. There's just no need to talk about the process at this stage anymore. Nick Sirianni is the head coach. He was – I mentioned him as the sleeper coach a few mm, weeks ago. Go on the back, Jay. I'll pat myself on the back for that one after Luke Peterson got fired. I didn't expect him to actually be the head coach at that stage, but here we are. Of course, he was the offensive coordinator in Indianapolis. He had a major role in the game plan. He took Frank Reich's West Coast offense and kind of kept it to where the Eagles were in 2017. Not so much as prolific, but the scheme is very similar. As where Doug Peterson completely fell behind the curve. I like the hire. I really don't have much to complain about it. It's it's like a B B plus hire. You know, he's. I think more people are. I think people are happier. It's not Josh McDaniels. I was okay with McDaniels, but obviously I talked myself into that. I talked myself into it too, and I would have been okay with it. But he's not Robert Sala. He's not Arthur Smith. So I think people are more upset about that. But he's a good coach. Everything people talk about him. He was going to be head coach eventually. Absolutely. 
good he's 39 years old good offensive mind good leadership ability very personable guy it seems uh the question now for Sirianni is what happens at quarterback and we'll probably talk about that more another time all off season we'll talk about it all off season up until that third day of the new league year yeah like you said Sirianni is a is a is a is a good young offensive mind he helped you know we've seen the reports that he helped Frank Reich kind of de- you know kind of develop the west coast style offense in Indy and he had a big he had a big part of that and Frank Reich has raved about Sirianni ever since he got hired by Philadelphia so yeah, and I actually think you know we'll look at his staff now or what we know from his staff and uh, we'll start with the first guy who was announced which was Jonathan again has bounced around the league a little bit he's always been a defensive backs coach he was in Tennessee uh, he was in Minnesota with uh, Leslie Frazier and Mike Zimmer and then of course he was in uh, Indianapolis with Matt Eberflus yeah I would he's a good coach I think he was highly coveted by a couple teams the Chargers interviewed him I yeah Chargers I just wanted him. I feel like ever since I feel like since Sirianni was hired, I feel like the general consensus was that Gannon was going to be the defensive coordinator. Yeah, you, I feel like that was there the, was rumors of Gannon joining with McDaniel's too. There was connections to both of them. It seemed like the Eagles were kind of half set on getting Gannon, no matter who their coach was. It just happened to work out really well that it was Sirianni. Uh, I I mean, it's hard to say what kind of defense he'll run because he's never been a defensive coordinator. He's worked with a few defensive coaches. If he comes over with a type of Matt Eberflus type defense, it'll be a lot of cover two. Uh, you'll probably see a lot more blitzes than you will, than you did with Jim Schwartz, which is good. I mean, they still won't value the linebacker position. It's just organi- yeah, it's organization. That's organizationally. Yeah, I don't think it'll change. We'll is talk that, about that. More the happy and the draft, you know, scouting. Yeah. But he was a former secondary's coach, and the secondary has been awful for God knows how long. So hopefully he can keep, you know, developing guys like Kayvon Wallace, Savante Maddox, uh, Eric Marcus Epps, and a couple other guys they have. But they definitely need to add some young talent in this draft, first, second, third round. Doesn't matter. Just get talent. Uh, and then we have the offense coordinator, Shane Steichen. That's what his name is, Donovan. He's coming over from the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers had a very good passing offense but I think some Chargers fans did not like him because of his choice of play calling specifically with the running game yeah uh, I didn't know he called play for the Chargers he did and I but I think one of the things with the running game is that offense the way they ran the football was very it was very Anthony Lynn like everything they did had Anthony Lynn sprinkles on there and I think that's with the running game and honestly Frank Wright came in with a horrible running game statistic when he was the offensive coordinator in San Diego so I'm not really worried about that You know, the question is, well, who do you credit Justin Herbert's success to? Is it Steichen? Is it Pep Hamilton? You really don't know. It's kind of hard to say right now. I think Herbert will succeed with anybody right now. But I think Steichen's a good coach. He was my top option at offensive coordinator, realistically, just based on his relationship with uh, Nick Sirianni. He's a former quarterback coach, which is great. For some reason, we just avoided hiring quarterbacks, coaches, and quarterbacks experienced guys as offensive coordinators and Doug Peterson decided that to only interview Micro and Deuce Daly for offensive coordinator at one point. What a guy. But and Press Taylor was was promoted unopposed, but that doesn't matter. Oh thank thank God Nader's not here because he would argue, oh my God. And then you have Kevin Patulo. He's the passing game coordinator. He was a quarterback's coach with the Jets. Ryan Fitzpatrick's best season. 
He has experience with wide receivers. It's ironically that they've emphasized wide receivers a lot because Sirianni, very Sirianni's a big wide receiver guy. He's a big wide receiver guy, and uh, Kevin Petulo is a wide receiver background kind of guy as well. Both everyone, all the people they brought in on offense so far have had quarterbacking experience, which makes sense because you want to rebuild this quarterback room, whether it's Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, or some other guy. So I think, and keeping Jeff Stallin, great move. Tracy Rocker, veteran college coach. He's been around a lot of programs, developed a lot of players. He's a good, I would say that's a good hire. I mean, defensive line, the defensive line is going to be good no matter what, but you just want to see him develop guys that you have younger, like Barnett still, Sweat, Avery, because you expect Graham and Hargrave and Cox to produce, so it really doesn't matter. It's supposed so, to have one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. The holes left, running back coach, who knows? It's hard to tell who running back, like, there's no real pipe. There's no pipeline of running back coaches. If they, I think they might, I don't understand. I don't know the contract situation with Curtis Modkins. Yeah, that, that's my guy to watch. If they want, if he's, if they can, if he's a free agent contract wise and Denver's trying to bring him back, they could try and make that a lateral move to try and bring him over. Defensive backs coach, who knows? You're going to look at Gannon, guys. Linebackers, oh, coach, linebackers coach, I think George Edwards, who is a senior defensive assistant in Dallas, he makes sense. He was Gannon's defensive coordinator for years in Minnesota through Frazier and Mike Zimmer. And then offensive on the offensive side, quarterback coach at the big one. Two guys I like. One of them is Brian Schottenheimer, who is the offensive coordinator of the Seattle Seahawks. Last for the past few years, he was a former quarterback coach. And Mike McCoy, he was Steichen and Sirianni's head coach a few years ago in San Diego. San Diego, uh, and he said he has background in both being an offensive coordinator and a quarterback coach. I think you have to get a veteran on both sides of the ball because you have a 39-year-old head coach, a 38-year-old offensive coordinator, and like a 39-year-old defensive coordinator. So I think you got to bring in some veterans. But honestly, I like the staff. I think they've given Sirianni full control. Like, do you agree with that? No, yeah, 100%. Because going back to all the, the vacant positions, that it's, it's at least somebody that Sirianni's kind of worked with and, or is familiar with in, in his scheme. I was talking about it with someone the other day. If you look at Doug Peterson's rookie coaching staff, I think there was seven to eight holdovers from Chip Kelly. Yeah, no, they kept a lot of them. It was the four big ones, but it was also Justin Pelle, Press Taylor, Matthew Harper, and I believe one other guy. And then Jim Schwartz and John D. Filippo, they were recommendations from a from Roseman and company uh, that they got from even, do you think last year, Aaron Moorhead, that was a recommendation hire. Graham Harrell was a recommendation interview. It doesn't seem like they ever whether they didn't trust Doug Peterson to hire coaches or they just didn't believe he knew anybody, which I think is more likely the case is you just didn't know anybody. And he only worked for one coach in two cities, <laughs> which is, so it's interesting that we only have one holdover right now. And they gave Doug like seven. Mm-hmm. That's just an interesting thing for me. Oh, and tight ends coach. Uh, I believe it's John McNulty. He's a tight ends coach in Notre Dame. He was the he was an assistant coach with Sirianni and Steichen in L in San Diego. I expect him to be the tight ends coach and wide receiver coach. It could be Aaron Moorhead, could be someone else. We'll probably know in soon. 
Yeah, we'll probably know sometime this week. But the big guys are out the way with yeah. Steichen and Gannon. We're yeah. still waiting. Quarterback coach is the next big one, and we'll see. But I, honestly, I think it's a pretty good coaching staff so far. I thought Gannon is a home run. Steichen's a good coach. Keeping Jeff Allen's a home run. I, yes. want, I don't know who's going to call plays because Sirianni's never done it, and it could be Steichen. Could very well just be Shane Steichen, but Sirianni and Stoutland and others. I think Sirianni will start. If you can't do it. I think Steichen will start. I think Steichen will start calling plays. I think Steichen will start and maybe Sirianni will. I mean, you could have a collaborative effort where Sirianni and Steichen call plays. Kind of Frank Reich, again, Frank Reich never called plays, but his impact on the play calling was very big. So you could see a situation like that. Basically the same one, first-time play caller semi-experienced offensive coordinator. But we have a coaching staff. I think we're going to be – there were worse hires. Like, I, I don't think Dan Campbell was a good hire. Urban Meyer uh-huh. wasn't a good hire. No matter who if, – even if, even if Houston gets Bill Belichick, it's a bad hire because this whole process destroyed their relationship with Deshaun Watson. Oh, Deshaun Watson's not staying regardless of who the next head coach is. Deshaun Watson. But, yeah, so I thought we yeah, made it's it too, It's too far gone. Made it out pretty well. The hope is that Howie and Sirianni can work cohesively together I don't think they see Sirianni as someone they're just going to walk over like they did Doug Peterson Doug Peterson was the yes man who won a Super Bowl Sirianni is not going to be the yes man they trust I think they trust Sirianni a lot more than they did Doug just based on what they talk about with Carson Wentz where the head coach is going to have a lot of say in what happens at quarterback they clearly aren't just telling him hey you're fixing Carson and that's it because Kaplan uh, on ITB the other day said that while they were telling candidates they want to fix Carson Wentz, they never specifically said he's definitely the quarterback. Well, I'm sure we're going to get into that all offseason, Jay, you and your stupid and draft really, takes. And I will talk about it when we talk about the draft in a little bit. I have my opinion on the quarterback position. Yeah. So, so, But we'll go into the senior bowl, and I know Max wants to lead yeah. that discussion. Ooh. Oh, well, really quickly, Steph, just my thoughts on the staff. Basically everything Jay said. A name I would keep an eye on for quarterbacks coach is Pep Hamilton, the Chargers quarterback coach last year. He's interviewing for the Titans offensive coordinator job, but if he doesn't get that, keep an eye on Pep Hamilton for key coach. That's my team thought for you, Jay. You don't think he'll go back to Los Angeles if he's not hired anywhere? Not if they don't offer from the job. I don't think – uh, they don't have a quarterback coach yet. They have Mike Lombardi. Honestly, they have Joe Lombardi. Joe Lombardi, same dude. Uh, no, honestly, terrible. that really wasn't a good hire, to be honest with you, in my personal opinion. No, I agree with you. I, he, was not I a thought... good, he was not a good coordinator. I believe in Detroit he was just not a good coordinator. And I understand Brandon Staley wants his own guys, but I feel like – I, I, I would have brought back – in that case, you listened to your rookie quarterback, Justin Herbert, said he liked Steichen, he liked uh, Pep Hamilton when it's one of the two back. So I so guess they might, yeah, they might lose, lose back, both, and they might lose both of the two. I would have. I, I think there's a very real chance that Pep I Hamilton would, takes the offensive coordinator job in Tennessee. Tennessee. I would have promoted Pep Hamilton to offensive coordinator if I was there. I agree with you. I would have done that and tried to bring in someone as quarterback coach from LA because they've done a good job with Goff, even though he has he's a massively limited player. So I agree, but I think they've done pretty well so far. And yeah, we'll so see. far so well, so good. That's the one thing with uh, the new coaching hire. We all want to see the staff. So far, so good. That's equally it's equally as important. You need a good staff, and then so well, yeah. While this year one staff is good, I know Nader loves to talk about the process versus results. No, we this, don't have to get into the process. This year one high, these year one coaching staff hires are good, but year it's, two, three, yeah. four, five are equally as important to build that pipeline, which Doug Peterson failed at. So we we'll see how Nick Sirianni does. Of course, this is draft season now, and 
kind of a senior bowl. Whatever, yes. Only the first yes, yes, gag, yes. really, the first two days. I feel, yeah, I feel like the senior bowl is what be, begins draft season. Would you agree with me there? Yes. It's, this, truly is like, begins this, it. this is like Christmas Eve of draft season. Oh, and I cannot wait. Even though the senior bowl is a little uh, different this year, obviously, because of corona purposes. But I'm excited. I had a post on it the other day, watching some players. Our boy Devontae Smith is there, but he's not supposed to play. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't expect him to play. It was surprising. No, he also think, didn't. Think, he did not participate in the weigh-ins today. Yeah, and that's not going to. Which is a well little weird. It's a little weird. Well for him. He's clearly saying, "I'm trying to bulk up." Yeah. But I. Yeah. But he's yeah. also there. He's. I think the main reason he's there is to talk to the Dolphin staff because technically the Dolphins are quote unquote coaching him, even though he's not playing. Yeah. He's yeah. He's part of that staff, and that's an interesting dynamic now. Is that Miami with the third pick? I also, I don't know. To me, I don't think Miami is going to pick at three. At three, I don't think they're picking there. I think they're trading back as well. I agree with you. You look at Detroit, who's trading Matthew Stafford. Although Devontae Smith made his case for Miami today, he did say he wants to reunite with Tua. He did say that. I, I don't know if they take him third overall. There's. There's that think, one other. There's that the one most, other. I think him or Sewell are the most likely options at three, unless they trade out. Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase is a realistic option at three. I don't think so. I don't think they'll take Jamar Chase at three. Uh, I don't think they take. If they take, it's Smith, Sewell, trade down. I just don't think Chase. If you look at Miami, Chase is built a lot. Like if they want to go complementary football, which I think they are under Brian Flores, Smith is more fitting to them than Chase because Chase is built a lot like. Devontae Parker and Chase is your Jarvis Landry type player. I think it's just comp- – they're just one of those teams that it's like you complement who you have rather than just plug in a guy. That's just my sense on them. But, yeah. So, Smith is there. Najee Harris is there. Uh, Tooney from Florida. Who's- oh, I'm a big fan of him in the second round if the Eagles don't go wide receiver round one. I would even double Which down. Way? I'll double down. I have Really? No- you double down? If they, I would take, if you said you could take Jamar Chase and uh, Tooney at. Or Rondell Moore, somebody like Or Rondell Moore, so one of those type players in the first and second, I'm doing that because. Yeah, I would do that. No, I honestly would do that. Jalen Rager is a Z. He's a Z. I, Greg Ward is okay. He's an okay slot. Quez Watkins. You can got get better. High. Yeah, I honestly, there's nobody at wide receiver right now who has a fully defined role. Other than Jalen Rager, as I think Rager's the only one right now on the team who's guaranteed a roster spot next year. I would say Greg Ward is guaranteed a spot just based on he can he's a fine fourth or fifth. I I would think he's guaranteed a spot, but if it comes down to they need another player at a different position, need to get rid of a roster spot in a I mean, wide you receiver. Could, you could, I mean, there's two. You could take two Florida players in the first and second round, and I wouldn't I know. bubbling down. Yeah, who's the first one, Jay? Let me hear I, it. I will. I will die on the hill that Kyle Pitts. I'm I'm here with it. I like it. I like the I like the Kyle Pitts pick. I will I will die on that hill too. Should they, should they that was, I was gonna him? ask you at the end of the at the end of the pod, I was gonna say, give me your one big draft, like not overreaction, but your hot take. I'm assuming yours will oh. be something Justin Fields related, yada yada. We'll get into it. But I'll mine is Kyle there. Pitts. I will die on the Kyle Pitts hill with you. But why don't we talk okay, you if you're you're gonna double down on Kyle Pitts later. I'll talk about Kyle Pitts for a quick All right, minute. talk about Kyle Pitts now, I'll double down on him later. He is literally not a tight end. If you t- if if anyone tells He's Chase you Chase Claypool. If yeah. anyone tells you don't take a tight end in the top five, I'm telling you Kyle Pitts is not a tight end, but is a wide receiver. That is, if you took Des Bryant and Darren Waller and just smashed them into one player, that is Kyle Pitts. He is winning routes on the outside with footwork against corners. 
This is not a big bulky tight end. This is not he's gonna, he creates mismatches on that field. He is a he is an immediate contributor because you can plug and play him anywhere. I understand players, not players, fans want players with that wide receiver tagline. He is he he is everything Travis Kelsey is. He's, is he going to be Kelsey? Probably. I don't know. But he's built like him. You can play. You can't him. compare him to someone like that this early in his career. You could. He is so. I have not found a weakness. If the only weakness in Kyle Pitts' game is that he plays tight end, that's it. If he played X receiver, which he could, you could line him up at X receiver. He did every, a few times at uh, you, Florida. You could play him at X receiver every play, and he'd get open. So, I'll double down it later. So I'll skip my Kyle Pitts take until later. But I'm, I'm. That's my Donovan. Get your uh, draft take ready for the end of the show, for the end of the pod. I know Jay's is. I'm don't even want to talk about Jay's. We'll talk about mine at the end. I, no, it's a really. We'll talk about it at the end, and I'll debate with you. We'll be having this debate all throughout the to, till the draft i'm not i'm not advocating for it i'm just saying it's a legit possibility uh, blah 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 blah. Ooh, more draft stuff let's get into it some more senior bowl guys i say to look at uh keep an eye on <clears throat> the defensive side uh quincy roche the defensive end from miami possible third round pick right there F- former temple alto transferred rashad weaver another defensive end there from pitt Tony Fields, linebacker, what's, West Virginia. What's that? What's that one Western Michigan kid? That Eskridge kid, the receiver. Yes, absolute I, burner. There's a lot of good talent this year in the draft, which is why I think a lot of people. You might see a lot of people say trade down for the Eagles. Honestly, I would. I'm kind of on that. I would. Consider I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not opposed to it. I'm definitely not opposed to it. I don't I want them to if there's Jamar Chase on the board or Devontae Smith. Yeah, you have to look at this team and like, there's a lot of holes that the Eagles need to fill, especially in terms of just youth at any position, you know, really wide receiver, cornerback, See, yeah, my, defensive line, offensive line. Like, this team my, just it surges up youth. My yeah. thing, yeah, my thing is, though, if you're picking at six, you best be getting an elite player, which is why. Yeah, you have to. No, yeah. You're not drafting. I've, I posted it's something not, today, and people are telling me to draft for need. No, like a linebacker no. from Michael Parsons. You're not drafting Michael for Parsons, you're drafting to make gonna, it for a game changer. I'm yeah, going to tell you right here, right now, Michael Parsons probably doesn't go in the first round. Ooh. Mm, I think he was first round, but it's not going to be the Eagles. I think, I think I don't, you're going to hear, you're going to hear some nasty, awful things about Michael I've, Parsons. I've heard a few things already. He does not, he's not someone <clears> I want on my football team. No, his character apparently is really bad. And it, and you think Uter Grossmatos was also involved in some of those incidents. He was a second-round pick last year. Yeah, many thought Matos is going to be a 15-30 to 30 pick. He has to win. And the, he has to win interviews. Off-ball linebacker with extreme baggage, that's not a top-10 pick to me. I don't care if he went to Penn State or Alabama. He's not, a, he's not a pick. He's not on my board in the top first round. I don't care. But I'm saying talent. That's I'll take him in the second round. If you do think he drops the second round, I'll take him in the second round. Either way, Penny Sewell, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Kyle Pitts. Those are four elite players. Yeah. Those I want one of those four players think, on my I team. Don't think Sewell, I don't think Sewell falls behind Cincinnati. I, think I, don't, think, I don't think so. I, it's, I don't not, think. Yeah, it's not realistic to say he goes, but let's say yeah. for whatever reason, Cincinnati, let's say Cincinnati made a big move in free agency and added Joe Thune because he's not going to be back in New England. Let's say – Duke Tobin and Mike Brown unload the bag, and they brought in a big-time free agent. They have Jonah Williams, who's a, a believed franchise left tackle. Is he? I don't know. They took him in the first round. What a terrible year for tackles with him and Andre Dillard. 
Yeah, no, if they do that, they could very much pair Jamar Chase if he's on the so, board. Yeah, back could with you say? Could you say? What if they took Devontae Smith? What if they took the receiver? What if Miami? I don't think they'll take Devontae Smith. I think if they take receiver, well, what it's if, be yeah, Jamar but Chase. What if, what if Miami takes Chase Smith at Smith at three, and then Chase goes to Cincinnati? Yeah. No, yeah, no, no. Then Sewell's on the board at five. I mean. So, yeah, and then you're looking at, well, then Penny Sewell's there. I don't care about wide receiver. I don't care about a corner. I'm taking the best prospect in the draft. He's the best player, the best non-quarterback player, I'll say. And people, I posted it, and people are like, well, what about Patrick Sertan? And to me, no. No. I like Patrick Sertan. I forget who said it. I mentioned it. I think Farley's better. I mentioned it a few weeks ago. Farley, yeah, I do think The thing with cornerbacks, I forget who said it. But they basically said, if you're taking a corner in the top 10, they better be elite. They better be. No, Jaylen they have to Ramsey. be locked down. They better be Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey yeah. Three corners, two corners, I'm sorry, went in the top 10 last year. Jeff Okuda, who was not good as a rookie, scheme, whatever. And CJ Henderson, who was not elite. I don't, take, don't take a corner just to take a corner. It's not a. That, that's drafting for need. A bad, a, a bad rookie corner is exposed. You will know a bad corner when you see one. You want to talk about uh, draft picks haunting us? It will haunt us. You see it this year with Rager over Jefferson. It will haunt you watching Kyle Pitts on another team or that's Mar Chase, Devontae Smith on another team when we're stuck with Patrick Sertan or Caleb Farley. I don't – yeah, I don't – I would – Now, if they trade down – Yeah, if you trade down, it's a different story because if you're in the teens or the late tens, then it's like, oh, well, corner Patrick Sertan. I think, I think a realistic option is like Carolina trading, trading up to get a to draft a quarterback because I think maybe Fields or Zach Wilson will be available at, at pick six, and I think if well, Carol- the Jets the Jets just threw a whole damn wrench in the situation with their possibility of keeping Darnold. I don't I, buy I, it. I, I've, been, I've been trying to say that. I've been trying to say that there's a there's a real possibility that Dar- like Darnold is the quarterback next year. And, I think they are. I think they will be fully in this Deshaun Watson market. Oh, that, that's what I think is going to be the quarterback. Yeah, I think Watson. If right now I'd say Watson's a Jet, and then Houston is taking Fields Zach or Wilson. Wilson, yeah, and then the Falcons are taking most likely the best quarterback. See, the Falcons now are interesting because if Miami trades down with Detroit, then Atlanta is looking at like Trey Lance. Trey Lance. I, do they want Lance or do they no. trade? Do they? Because then if you're Philadelphia, and you say, no. well, don't Penny, say it. If you if you're Philadelphia. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about the quarterback podcast. If that that sense is all four quarterbacks are unavailable. And I say, well, Atlanta, can you could move down a few spots and you can get whoever you want. Sertan Farley. If you think Penny Sewell, like everyone thinks is this amazing 15 year plus starter at left tackle, you go get him. I understand you don't trade picks. Or you can just say, well, we want to guarantee the top receiver we want because we think Cincinnati could take one. Where you stay, I don't know. That's why the sixth overall pick was so important. I really do not care about this whole tanking thing that's ironically dead now that Doug Peterson got fired. We would have been still talking about it. You were in a, you're in such a good position that there's a chance four quarterbacks are drafted ahead of you. You will get one of the best non-quarterback players in this draft. And I think that is... The best case scenario for this football team. But again, my hot take will come later and it's about a few certain players and I know people aren't gonna like it. I'm not gonna like it, I'll tell you that. There's just 
it's the beginning of draft season. And draft season, I would say, Jay, you and me are big on draft season. We've always been big. I feel like we've been two of the bigger Eagles pages involved oh, yeah. in draft season. We live, we live on draft season. And I love draft season. The, I, I prefer draft season to free agent season. I love hearing the draft rumors. It literally fires me up. Free, Even though I, I know half of them are just, you know, not actually true. Yeah. Draft rumors are draft rumors. It's, there's so much smoke around the draft, and you really don't even know what's going to happen until like that three day, two or three days before. Even then, yeah. it could be all lies. Yeah, we've heard some some great rumors from Eagles in the past few years. If I remember, back, going back to the Chip Kelly era, the Marcus Mariota one, that was one of my favorite ones. 20, 2019, I had literally no clue who they were taking. I still don't to this day know who they were taking if Andre Dewitt wasn't available. I don't know. It could. I don't think. Was it Brown? Could it no, been... Marquise Brown. Yeah, I remember the big rumor was Marquise Brown that year. But no, I, do, had... I remember hearing rumors about he Brown. He was the rumor. No, to think, I think if Dillard wasn't there, they probably would have took Montez Sweat, which would have been much better. Than... That's going to be like this year too. Like even though we pick six instead of whatever. Oh, we're not going to know. We're not going to know until we're not knowing until the pick comes up because yeah. you have no idea who's going to go in front of us. The only the only lock. Pick right now is Trevor Lawrence. 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 Even last year, even last year, I mean, it was like it was kind of back and forth with Rager and Jefferson. But like last minute, it was. But most people thought it was going to be Jefferson. I would say the majority of fans and reporters thought it would be Jefferson at twenty. Oh, but who said that it was going to be Rager? You, you said yes, yes, yes. And guess who's wrong? Golf claps, Jay. Golf claps. (laughs) Okay, miss me. Okay, I understand, Justin. Who in the hell thought Justin Jefferson would be this good? No one. Don't get me wrong. Jalen Rager, Jalen Rager is going to be a good Z because fans look at who went after the player. Teams look at who is the player in the vacuum of our own. So if you say, well, you hit on him, if Rager is a consistent 800-yard receiver, the Eagles are going to say, that's a hit. We hit on him. They're not going to care what the kid after them did. That's just how it works. So. The point is to care. The point is how good can Rager be? I think he's going to be a. Starter. I mean, you saw you saw what the Vikings' reaction was when the Eagles picked like, Jeff even or Rager. Even like Either Brandon. way, I love Brandon Ayuk. I love Brandon Ayuk. Honestly, if they took Brandon Ayuk, would have been. Would have been fun. I would have been. I love Ayuk. I love Brandon Ayuk. He was a great prospect. Everyone's telling me Pac-12 players aren't. Yeah, good. you know who broke the news that he met with the Eagles? Come on, let me hear it. I guess it was. It was technically. technically it was me when I interviewed him. You both can screw off. Ayuk and me are buddies. Have him on the podcast soon. Probably not, but hey, you can keep listening. He's the 49ers. I don't really want him on the podcast right now. If he was in the draft, he would be on the podcast. Well, let's say. Let's say. Yeah, we are hoping to get some players, some draft prospects on the podcast. Give me me your top top three. Give me your top five players you would want at six. Ooh. Ooh. I'll I'll go first. Yeah, you go first. I got to think a second. Number one is Penny Sewell. Number one, easy. Yeah. Number two, Jamar oh, Chase. We're just going like realistic. Like, so obviously we're not going like. We're not saying Lawrence. No, realistic. Anyone but Lawrence. Yeah, Lawrence, yes. Jamar Chase. Has to be a chance that they're on the board. Number three is Devontae Smith. Number four is Kyle Pitts. Number five is Justin Fields. I'm going to talk about it later, but Justin Fields is on yeah, my screw board. Off. All right. One for me. I go back and forth on who my top wide receiver in the draft is. I go from. Chase to Smith to Chase to Smith, but I'm going to lock it in right now. One right now is Jamar Chase. Two for me is Penny Sewell. Three, Devontae Smith. Four, Kyle Pitts. And five, I'd probably say Jalen Waddle. 
Waddle. We're going Waddle right there. We're yeah. going Waddle. All right, I mean, Waddle's supposed to be better than Smith. If Waddle didn't get hurt this year, he's probably getting drafted higher than Smith this year. He's probably uh, honestly, if the combine was normal, he probably would because he'd probably run. I still think he's a top ten pick this year. He's a top ten pick. I honestly expect him to be a giant. If we're going to be honest with you, that is very possible. I'm going to go. I see him going to Lions, but all right, Donald, let's hear it. Like Max said, I've been kind of going back and forth between Smith and Chase, but as of right now, I'm kind of leaning a, bit, a little bit towards Devontae Smith. So I'll go Devontae number one. I really, I you know, I really like like Kyle Pitts. Like I would really like Kyle Pitts. If they took Kyle Pitts, I'll die on that hill that he. I is. will die with you. If you're saying if you're saying Smith Chase, like I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I feel if the day they pick him over them, but I. I have no beef if they draft him. Who they if they picked him over Chase? I I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Go, I would probably go Pitts and then Chase, and then Waddle. I think I think if you're going Waddle, I think either like Devontae and Chase are both off the board already, and you could probably trade down. I wouldn't take him over Pitts. I think if there's a if Sewell's on the board at six and it's gonna be Sewell. I'm t- it's gonna be Sewell. I think. There's a very real chance they trade down from that. I think a team will want to go up and get him. Someone maybe like the Broncos. Well, think about it's think about historically. Doug Chip Kelly's first pick was Lane Johnson. They went the franchise tackle. Yeah, I and guess it, so. Reichs was it, it, it Reichs first year? First first year in in Philadelphia. In, in, Philadelphia. Indy, in Indy was it first year in Indy? Was it Quentin Nelson? Yeah, in so 20, it was first 20, or second. It was 2019, wasn't it? 20 no no so it's the baker mayfield year so that's 2018 2018 okay so uh, yeah you said you have a, you have an organization who believes in building the trenches and it, uh, the head coach just saw how much a franchise offensive lineman can affect the team so if he's there i i don't I see put Sewell on i didn't put Sewell on my top five just because i i just don't see him going past cincinnati you know we saw the Offensive line troubles that Cincinnati had this season, and it kind of caused. I think the only chance Daniel, he passes on him is Daniel, like Jay said if they throw Daniel Jeremiah. Daniel Jeremiah had had Cincinnati taking Rayshon Slater fifth overall today. Saw that. Rayshon Slater is coming. Did opt? He didn't play this year. He opted out, but he has some pretty impressive take tape. He's been working out with uh throughout the whole year. He's been working with Joe Staley. He's got some pretty impressive tape against Chase Young. That's if there was a combine. Rayshon Slater probably would have killed it. I think he's a top 10 pick. Cincinnati could take Rayshon Slater. Are they going to? Who knows? I don't know. But could they? I remember, honestly, whew, I can't really we're, make that. We're going to hear that. rumors throughout I can't the make, I can't make this comparison because Laramie Tunstall had the video that came out in the draft. But he was Great a top, video it was. He was a top tackle. The weed. <laughs> but even then, even then, there was some chatter that Stanley – was the best was viewed as the best tackle, and he eventually obviously went like eighth overall or ninth yeah, overall to eighth. Baltimore. So again, there's a chance that hey, the maybe Sewell not playing this year, no combine, very weird offseason. Well, Sewell I, played the first what two three games. Yeah, I can't even say that because Slater didn't either. So that's actually really weird that both both tackles you're basing it off what you saw a year ago. I mean, Sewell got hurt, and that's why he opted out. He said no. He said he said he said hell no. That's why I kind of dropped Jamar Chase a little bit, just below Monte Smith, just because we haven't seen him in a year. Yeah, his stats wouldn't. Yeah, the numbers wouldn't have been that. Honestly, it was probably best for him to opt out because of how bad LSU was this year and how bad their offense was. Yeah, they're gonna screw him over. 
But Terrence Mitchell had a good season even out of that. Even and that's another guy like in the second or third round if the Eagles don't go wide receiver first. Real quick, I just want to get my fifth one. Um, This is going to piss Max off, but uh, I went quarterback, but I didn't go Justin Fields. I went Zach Zach Wilson. I didn't. I I think Wilson's going to be better than Fields. Rather Wilson than Fields. I think Fields too. I think I think Wilson. I don't want either of them. Don't get me wrong. So I was watching tape on Wilson. He he like he reminds me of like he he, like Mahomes the way he throws the ball. No, 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 no. Don't compare him at all to Matt no, Patrick Mahomes. No, I'm, like, no, I'm just saying, like, the way he just... Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson is Josh Allen. He is Josh Allen. Yeah. yeah I'll take Josh Allen. Josh Allen, by the way, looked like Carson Wentz in the pocket all game on Sunday. His and, stupid and so, decisions. He, see, see, this is the thing. Josh Allen makes some dumb decisions, but it is, isn't it insane to see how far away Carson Wentz is from that type of player? Oh, yeah. That, that was it's, Carson Wentz, 2017. That's what Josh Allen was. And, and it is not a Carson Wentz podcast, but it's just it, – it's so naive to me. Can be. It's so naive to me to believe that Carson Wentz is just going to get back to that, that game. He's, I don't think he will. He's not. I he's, want him to so bad because I love that man. But Physically, he's not, he's not the same quarterback. No. He can he's not that he's not that mobile anymore to do that. He's not that elusive anymore. He's bigger, he's clunkier now. His footwork is immense. And to I don't I wish I hope I'm hoping they move on because I don't I, I don't see him getting better. And that sucks because we supported Carson this whole way and that's I definitely think in one of these next few podcasts, we'll talk about Wentz and what could possibly happen with him because obviously there's a, there's a lot of moving parts at quarterback this offseason. We're going to know. So there's a lot of quarterbacks who'd be on the move. He is still one of them. Mike Garofalo kind of, spoke on it. Garofalo spoke on it. All the, all the quarterbacks on the market have kind of really hurt Wentz's stock. Oh, yeah. it's, it's Stafford and Watson especially have really yeah, hurt him. And Garofalo may be on the move as well. Yeah, he Garofalo sucks. I no, would rather have Wentz than Garofalo. I'm saying if, if San Francisco is actually considering bringing in a new quarterback or Oppolo's, See, here's the Here's my they thing. Would save, they would save more. You know. Here's my thing. If, if the Niners land Stafford and cut Garoppolo, he's going to be a, he's going to be the Patriots quarterback next year. Yeah. 100%. I agree. Yeah, maybe. I, could but Stafford, I think Stafford's the big competition. We'll get more into it in future podcasts, but I think Stafford's Stafford the big competition Indy. for Wentz you don't in want, Yeah, you don't want him in Indy. You don't want him, you want any him in Indianapolis. In, you want him in – you want him Ford in San, San Francisco. San Francisco. Uh, what other teams need quarterbacks? I guess San uh, Francisco is the big one. Man. Carolina. Carolina. Carolina I guess. Washington is an option. You don't really want no, him. No, no, I don't. I, I, I love reading from Matthew Stafford. I don't want him in Washington. Miami's kind of a dark horse because some Miami's of the Miami's going to be in on Watson. That's because, I, because some of the organizations said that you know they, they don't really trust Tua. Some of the players said that that you know they don't think Tua is the answer. So I think what I think in terms of Miami and Washington, the only way Miami, Miami there's some yeah there has to be some discomfort with Tua and Miami. The only way Miami can sell moving on from Tua is Deshaun Watson, which is why they'll try, because taking a quarterback at three, again, for what the well they took him at four, but still you took you took him at first round, so you really have to say well. I thought he was five. Tua, I thought Tua was five. Oh, he was because it went. Burrow, Young, Okuda, yeah. Thomas, Andrew Thomas. What a bad pick! Mm-hmm. And, then, and then Tua. So, so I had Justin Herbert, and I, and I, I 
died on that hill too. I would, yes, it wasn't really. I was on the Herbert. I, I I said from the minute from the moment we talked about this. This is like right when we started the pod last year. We talked about this. Jay wasn't really on it that much yet. He just made his first appearance after the first round talking about Rager. Yep. But I died on the Herbert over to a hill. Yes, I I, I died. Legit, on the Herbert. He was almost. Ter- I, died on, I died on the Herbert over Burrow. If That's Justin stupid. Herbert, if Justin Herbert declined well, I mean, a year earlier, he's the giant quarterback. Yeah, Daniel Jones thing. doesn't get picked. He's Herbert's a giant if he declares a year earlier. Yeah. But nevertheless, he's not. Thank God. So let's say, so we'll go through our bold, well, our bold draft takes if you want to call them. Yeah, let's end the pod with our bold draft takes. We can talk about them for a little. Kevin, you go first, Donovan. Yeah, Sorry. let's hear yours. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go Kyle Pitts. I, oh, I, yes. Take mine. Take mine. I'm take sorry. mine. The idea of Kyle Pitts just lining up basically everywhere on the field just really gets me going. I got to tell you. I mean, you could, you could just line them up a- a- anywhere. On the Those field. mismatches? Those mismatches get you frisky? They do. They get me frisky, Jay. I got to tell you. No, but, but in all seriousness, I think, I think Kyle Pitts would be a, a very good pick. I don't know how popular or unpopular it would be to the, to the fan base, but – I think anybody with a with a brain who's watched college football, watched Florida play, watched Kyle Pitts play, I think you'll understand that Kyle Pitts would be an actual an exceptional pick. I don't know over Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase, but if both of those guys are taken, if, if Jamar goes to Cincinnati or Miami and vice versa. Then Devontae those are all A picks. Those are all A picks. I think, I think Kyle Pitts is a good option. Um, I don't see anything wrong with it. Max, you wanna you wanna you wanna go next? Did yeah, you, well, since you, wanna, you took mine, I'll switch mine. Else? Did you want to pick somebody else? Go ahead. I would not be mad if the Eagles, if Jamar Chase is off the board, I would not be the mad if the Eagles took Jalen Waddle over Devontae Smith. Yeah. I think Waddle is supposed to be the better wide receiver coming out of college. He's supposed to be the number one Alabama wide receiver this year before his injury. He is. Basically, what Ruggs was supposed to be in college. He's supposed to be a speed demon who can also run routes, catch the ball, punt returns, all that good stuff. Waddle is I'm what at Waddle over Javante Smith. Waddle, Waddle is what the Eagles thought Jalen Rager would be. Rager could still be that though. Yeah, but but they thought they thought Jalen Rager was a Tyreek Hill type player, and I think Waddle's more of that type of player than than Jalen Rager. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, all right, Jay, let's hear a stupid take. All right. So here's the scenario that we're going to play out. You first guys, over- might as well turn the podcast off now. First overall, right, the that's Jackson- behind the bird. <laughs> first overall, first overall, the Jacksonville Jaguars take Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, the obviously. York, the New York Jets do not land Deshaun Watson, and they stick with Darnold for some odd reason. And they take Penny Sewell. Actually, I'd say they, that's actually, let's say they take Devontae Smith. No, they'll get Allen Robinson. <laughs> And then now they have Darnold. And then Miami. The Miami at three. Uh, they take I'll say they take Jamar Chase. And then at four, Atlanta takes Zach Wilson. Or Justin Fields, doesn't matter in the scenario. And then Cincinnati lands Penny Sewell. Fifth overall. And Philadelphia's sitting there and they're wondering what happened. Can we get a drumble? No. Philadelphia's sitting there. All the receivers are gone. The best, receivers tackle, are gone. the best tackle is gone. And you're looking at Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. Michael Parsons. Nick Nick Sirianni. Nick Bolton. Mark Roseman should take a quarterback at six. And here's why. 
It, by all accounts, the Eagles hope to fix Carson Wentz. That's the ownership's goal. Hopefully, they want to plan. You want to try. Who knows if Carson Wentz is going to be the quarterback next year? He's on the roster today. As a request to trade yet. Will he be on the roster in two months? In March, when Michael Garofalo said that hey, Carson Wentz's feelings are still hurt. It seems that it's deeply rooted outside of Doug Peterson and that it's with the entire organization. The chances he are is back increased with Peterson being fired, but what happens if Nick Sirianni says there's going to be a quarterback competition and the front office defends their selection of Jalen Hurts? What happens then? And he's just like, yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. And you trade him, you get picks, and you're picking sixth overall, and the scenario plays out. I like Jalen Hurts. I'd be fine rolling with Jalen Hurts for two, three years if need be. If he's a stopgap or a franchise quarterback, we'll see. But if you're picking sixth overall and two top quarterback prospects are sitting there, I'm taking one of them. I'm taking either Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. I don't – quarterback is the most valuable I'm going to vomit, Justin. I'm going to vomit. It's the most valuable position in the league. The Eagles clearly value them the most. Head coaches usually want their own quarterback. Yeah, it is a quarterback factory. Zach Wilson, I'm not terribly mad with. But to yeah. Justin Fields, I think Jalen Hurts is better. Yeah. I agree. That's my thought. That's I my agree. take. No, I agree. I really like Zach Wilson. I wouldn't – I don't know how I would feel about the Eagles taking it. I'd I'm still not... like the Eagles to ride with Wentz or Hurts this year, though. And Justin, and Justin Fields, they both fit. They both fit this scheme rather well. I just can't imagine the they're gonna they're gonna speak to him going into it, the off season and the season with Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, and Justin Fields. This whole situation resets. This quarterback room is reset. The views of the quarterbacks have to be reset. Just because how he drafted Hurts and wrote and Lurie paid Wentz does not mean that Sirianni has to stick with them. They could be drafting a quarterback next year. Who knows? Very possible. Um, I think it's very – I would say it's a better than 50% chance. Of drafting I agree with you on that one. They're drafting a quarterback in 2022. So could you – With a high pick. With the very – with the high pick, either be a trade-up or they're just picking that high anyway. Probably will be. So, yeah, you could say, well, you built it. You could build the foundation with Sewell, Chase, Pitts, Smith. But if you love one of these prospects, after Josh Allen, I fully bought into this – if you like a quarterback, you take them. I hated Josh Allen. Buffalo loved Josh Allen. They, they still took him. And people loved Josh Rosen, and Arizona loved them more. You're going to take a quarterback you like, and I don't think that's going to stop Philadelphia. The, the, bash, the backlash will be pretty nasty, but they won't care if Justin Fields is starting for 10 I mean, years. They didn't care when they take Jalen Hurts in the second round, so it just goes to show you. They didn't at all. They didn't care. They didn't care what people thought. They took him. And they're not going to care if they take Justin Fields six overall. And then, hey, your second-round pick, some good players still there. Still some good players. You can get a wide receiver there. Kadarius Tony. You can get Tony. You can trade up. Get Bateman. You can get Mitchell. They have to figure out. The first thing Nick Sirianni has to do is figure out what happens at quarterback. Whether it's Carson, you're definitely going to see the Eagles talk to all these quarterbacks. By the way, absolutely. so don't get don't get absolutely. like your don't think yet. Yeah, they they talked to Lamar after Wentz's MVP season. Yeah, they talked to Jordan Love last year. They would have taken if Jordan Love was available at 53. The they were mm-hmm. taking Jordan Love. 
Yeah. That is a fact. It's not it, who are they probably ranked him higher than Hertz. They probably ranked him probably pretty similar. But Jordan Love and Jordan Jordan Love's probably the quarterback right now based on what they thought. The the only reason Carson Wentz is still on this roster or will be is the contract. That's it. This is not a this is not a his play on the field type thing. This is not a, oh, he's a great guy, great leader. We want to give him a chance to bounce back. It's because they owe him $33 million next year. If he was on, if he was cuttable or if he was, if he didn't have another year on his deal, he's gone. That's. Yeah. It's more of like a Jimmy Garoppolo situation where like the 49ers don't lose. They don't have to take any dead money by cutting Jimmy Garoppolo. They get literally just get rid of him. If the Eagles were in that situation, then it wasn't. It wouldn't even be a hesitation. They wouldn't be cutting no. him though. They'd be trading him. The Eagles won't cut Carson Wentz. They're gonna cut him next year. Well, next year is different. This year they could probably get something for him. They should. They should get whatever they can. You should not care what one of your players does on a different team. Fans care. Teams. As long as I, I would just don't want to see him in the division. They obviously won't trade him in division, but still. Like if he goes to Indy. And they win 10 games next year, and we win, like, eight. I don't care. I don't care what he did. I want to see my boys succeed. I really don't care. You shouldn't care. As a team, whether a player you let go fails or succeeds, it shouldn't matter. You, The only thing that should matter is your roster. Mm-hmm. And you get more. You get cap relief next year. You get picks. You get to, You can build for the future around Hurts or a different quarterback. Fixing Jeffrey Lurie's talking about fixing an elite quarterback. That's, that's such an oxymoron, and it is so dumbfounding that this is where we are. Fixing an elite quarterback. It doesn't make sense. You watch Pat Mahomes. The super the the four best teams this year had elite quarterbacks. Carson is nowhere close to Allen, Mahomes, Brady, or Rogers. No. If he's if he's not there, why are you committing to him? And he, if he's the, like if he's like the twelfth best quarterback next year, or the fifteenth, that's not good enough. They need top. They need at least a top ten quarterback out of him. If he's anywhere lower than that, you you, you move on. Mm-hmm. If he's on the roster, I don't. It's just it's it's a nonsense situation, and I love I know Nader loves to talk about it and frustrates him, but I think it's just it's very naive of the fan base to believe that this is going to go so smooth. No, yeah. It, it, I think it's been pretty obvious since the, the firing of Doug, Doug Peterson that, that this quarterback controversy was not going to go smooth because the conflicting reports of Doug Peterson wanted Wentz for 2021 or he didn't want Wentz for 2021 and the front office don't, you know, they want Wentz to start in 2021 and, they want to keep him in the roster, on the roster and salvage the relationship. It's it's not going to go smooth, but we'll see what happens. But um, you guys have any have any final thoughts, Max? No, I think I covered it all. I'm sure next week we're going to start getting some mock drafts, so it should get fun. Yeah, next pod we do, we'll be doing our first mock, most likely. Our free agency talk is going to be so boring. Oh yeah, but they have no money. What do you want they're to gonna, talk they're about? They're going to sign like two. They're probably going to sign like two players. Marcus Robinson. Honestly, I will guarantee you, honestly, that they're going to sign Zach Pascal. Like, I'm just going to guarantee it. Is he a free agent? He's a restricted free agent, and they're probably not going to tender him. 
Probably going to do Pasco. Keep an eye on Xavier Rhodes, yeah, too, if he doesn't want too much on me. I was thinking of Eric from Indy. Yeah, that's a good name. You'd probably get, like, Pascal. I don't know any cults, free agent defenders. I, I think Xavier, Xavier Rhodes. Rhodes. I feel like he'll get good money Malik somewhere. Hooker. Hooker, if you can get him on one-year cheap deal. Exactly. He's, he wants, he's going to probably do a one-year prove deal. So you can get two, looking at, like, Pascal on, like, a three-year deal. Backload that. Hooker, you give a one-year deal. Veteran minimum contracts don't count for the salary cap. So you could just get, like, a Stefan Wisniewski backup. Hmm. I'm so guy. You can get they're – gonna, they're going to do some things. I think the key things for me are extending Alex Singleton and Greg Ward. I so agree. Singleton is my priority. They have no – like, their free agents are not good. Like, it's like Scott. Their best free agents are Scott, Ward, yeah, Riley. Scott's are restricted, so. And so is Singleton. Yeah. So I just I, – I signed Singleton to an extension. Isn't Singleton, like, an exclusive rights? I think he is. I, I, don't, know the, I don't know the rules. But I think – It basically means he ain't leaving. Yeah, but the rules with exclusive rights for agents, I don't think they can sign multi-year deals. I think they can only sign the one-year tender and then become – And, and then, then – and then, and then next year they become a restricted, I think. And then they're restricted. So I guess you could wait a year yeah, to so sign next, him. So he'll sign, he'll sign that this year, and then next year he'll be a restricted free agent. So he'll probably – And then you sign – yeah, and then you sign him to a, a – Then you kind of sign him to a multi-year. Yeah. yeah. Plus it'll be the second year he's a full-time start. Yeah. And how old he's, – he's what, 28? He was a rookie. Uh, actually don't. He played in the CFL first, though. Keep that in mind. Remember that. It. Let's see. Let's look up how old Alex Singleton is. He's like 27, I think. Alex Singleton. He's 27. 27? Told you. Alex Singleton. Yeah, 27 years old. But, yeah, we'll end it on Alex Singleton's age. Um, You know, it's been a good podcast. Finally got, you know, the staff. Most of the staff. I'm sure next next pod we'll also talk about some of the smaller. By next week, I think all the vacancies will be – finally done we'll probably have a, a quarterbacks coach we'll find out who the next wide receivers coach is whether it's Aaron Moorhead or somebody else or the running backs coach to replace Staley and the tight ends coach and you know to fill that out and um but yeah just like that I've been Philly Eagles updates J Eagles underscore empire Max Eagles intel make sure you guys follow us on Instagram follow us on behind the birds podcast on Instagram make sure you leave us a five stars on Spotify or Apple Playlist or Apple Podcasts, I mean. Uh, Yeah, so appreciate it. Thanks for listening.